to Changing the Sales Game podcast on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. Thanks for joining us this week. So you know that I have a free communication style assessment that I offer at the the, uh, beginning of every show because I understand that we think of sales as this icky, sleazy perspective. And I, I just can't stand that anymore. So I'm on a movement and I'm creating a movement to change that word sales to something that comes from love, care, and respect. So if you take my communication style assessment, it'll give you really good insight into your personal communication uh, superpowers and how people see you when you have those conversations with prospects, clients, your boss, whoever it is, your husband, your wife, it doesn't matter. Flip side, you get the lowest score, you get a report for the lowest score, which is really a blind spot. So both reports show your superpowers, your blind spots, and usually um, it gives some insight into people for where to start to work on your communication um, excellence, if you will. So go to WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA. And of course, that that is my gift to you. Now, my motivational quote today is by Naomi Niles. And Naomi says, What you prefer or what your designer prefers doesn't matter if it's not getting your conversions. Now, everyone that knows me knows that I love to speak. Um, I love to chat and and engage with other humans. It's it's my jam. Um, For me, it's easy and it's fun. As I look back on my sales career over the past 40 years, I realize this innate skill of just being able to talk to literally anyone um, is part of why I've been successful in business and specifically in sales. But now let's flip that coin, right? The writing and marketing side of things not my jam at all. And it really becomes a whole different ballgame for me. So copywriting is that other layer of skill that I know I don't have, nor do I really choose to develop because it's not something I want to do. That's not where I want to spend my time um, in my business. Now, I can hire someone to help me who's an expert on this side of the equation to getting, and you could do the same, to get your message out to the right people um, so that they buy your products and services. So of course I have an expert today. And my guest is Kim uh, Whitecamp. And Kim is a conversion copywriter, marketing strategist, and a podcaster. And as a creator of the Audience Conversion Method, the host of the Audience Converter Podcast for Community Leaders, she helps coaches connect, cultivate, and convert their communities. Now, Kim works with her clients to put the right message in front of the right person at the right time, especially in emails. And she's helped people increase their open rate up to 80% hit and hit their uh, first ever six-figure launch, double conversions on their landing pages. And she loves talking marketing and she loves traveling as well. So please help me welcome my very good friend and amazing, brilliant copywriter, Kim, to the show. So Kim, thanks for being on. Oh my goodness, Connie. What an introduction. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Well, I want to start, Kim, by saying before uh, Kim and I were just talking before I hit the record button and I said to her, what's your, you know, over overall open rate for your emails? And you said lifetime was what, 25%, but on average you get 25 to 45%, depending on the email campaign. Did I get that right? That is correct. Yes. Yeah, that's outstanding. Um, I know my open rates and conversion rates are not where they need to be. So see, this is a blind spot. I know it's a blind spot. And I was just talking to Kim. She's helped us, uh, myself and a colleague with another project. So when I tell you I love Kim, I use Kim. 
um, just know that because the proof is in the pudding for me and she gets the results on the back end. So I just wanted to, and I don't usually plug like that, Kim, but this is such a needed resource and it's different than sales. Okay. Mm, I'm good at sales. You're good at, you're good at the copywriting, that marketing perspective, right? So first question for you, how did you get started with this, you know, this whole marketing thing? Cause you're still pretty young. Yes. Uh, thank you very much. And, you know, this is a, it's a great question. Um, and it actually has a, a wonderful uh, parallel and lesson for marketing. Basically, um, I was in university. I was there a month, started my college journey and the great recession hit. So by the time I graduated, uh, there were no job opportunities. So I was like, okay, I'll move to Spain and become an English teacher. That sounds fun, which is what I did. Uh, and I was there for a couple of years and, um, and then I got tired of teaching teenagers uh, who were very, very whiny. And I had plans to return back to the States. Didn't really know what I was going to do. Didn't have any idea as to how I was going to use my very useful Spanish and anthropology degree. But I knew I was done with teaching. Um, and then my mother, she sends me an email. And the email subject line, I will never forget, says job opportunity, not spam. Now, there's a few key things to know about this, right? Number one, it's from my mom. So, of course, I was going to open it. Number two, not spam job opportunity. It was relevant. It was useful. It was curiosity inducing. I was like, okay, I've got to open this message. And it was all about travel writing. And I took the course that it was promoting. Uh, I did it in a weekend and I got published within a month. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. However, travel writing is great if you're retired and don't really care about making money. If you want to make a living, travel writing is not where it's at. Uh, but from that, I, the same company made a copywriting training program and I learned about copywriting through that. And I was like, Oh, this sounds fun. I could still write. I could still do and live wherever I wanted. I could still help people. Uh, but I can make a lot more money doing it, which is, you know, a livable wage, if you will. So I was like, okay, this sounds cool. So, um, from there I launched my business and it's now been about seven years. That's just so amazing. And I love, it's funny because I love your generation that, um, courage to mm. say, I got this, I can do this. Right. And it, Why not? Course it happened. I'll go get a job. I'll go do this, whatever. So that your courageousness, I, I really find, um, exciting. And I see it in my kids, you know, they, they, my one is still looking for a job. He just graduated, but my big guy's working. And, um, I could see down the road, them having their own business, whether they take over mine or not, I don't know. And I would never push that on my kids. It's their journey. You know, they got to figure right. this out. Um, but you guys are courageous and I love that. I didn't become courageous till I was 39. (laughs) So, and not that that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I look back now and I think, gosh, I wish that digital was a thing, you know, 20 years Mm. ago, it wasn't what it is now. Um, and different opportunities, right? So just whatever time and place, but the courageousness of your generation, I really am, um, excited for you guys because I think you're going to create some great innovations out there. Next question, Kim, is email marketing dead? Just because I don't know about you, but my inbox, it's delete, 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 delete in the morning because it's, you know, how many emails can I read? Absolutely. So it's so funny. I get asked this question all the time. However, then I usually ask a question like, well, what else would you use? And people are like, oh, well, I've heard X, 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 you know, insert whatever platform you want there. And I said, okay, great. How did you get on those platforms? And they think about it and they're like, oh, well, I had to sign up with my email address. 
there is a study. I don't remember the exact numbers. They do it every year. It pretty much returns the same thing. We, as Americans, at least, uh, we check our inboxes like 12 to 17 times a day, right? We're constantly looking at our phones. I mean, like, do I have an email? Okay, I'm going to scroll down, look at my notifications. So here's, so here's the thing, right? People still read email. They still check it. They're almost obsessive about it. Email is definitely something people are aware of and use. The problem is, what are you sending an email? If all you ever send is sales, then of course, all you ever do is delete, right? Think about this, right? Uh, you probably at some point in your life have bought something from Amazon or Groupon. Does that sound accurate? Uh, yeah, I probably have an Amazon box out there now. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Amazon or Groupon. But the only emails you ever get from Amazon are leave us a review or, hey, here's some more things we think you might want to buy. Now, you went to Amazon with a purpose. You had a goal in mind. You went to look for something. Very few people go on Amazon being like, hmm, I wonder what I'll buy today. No, you usually have a starting point. Amazon might uh, direct you to one or five or 15 other items, right? But you have a starting point. So when Amazon sends you stuff, they're like, yeah, we just care about money because we have so many people. Everyone knows us. This is what people use us for. But they're not building a relationship with you, right? They're not building a relationship with you. So the difference is when you're building a relationship through email, when you're building your business through email connection, when you're building a community, when you are a coach, when you are a heart-centered sales leader, when you are a person who actually cares about somebody on the other end, you Absolutely. have to build that relationship. And too often what we're sending in our emails, it's not useful, relevant, or interesting to the person on the other end. And that's why we think email marketing is dead. We think of our own uh, inbox and we're like, oh gosh, all these things I need Mark is read. But think about those. Go back through that list of subject lines, even from this morning. Most likely it was a bunch of stuff. You're like, yeah, it's not relevant to me right this moment. So I don't care. Or um, that doesn't sound interesting. I'll pass and maybe read it later, which of course we never go back and read it later. So email marketing is 100% not dead. It's still one of the best converting tools. I believe last, uh, the most recent numbers is, you know, for every dollar you invest, you get $4 back essentially for email marketing, um, because it's uh, the only way that you can send out mass messages in a one-to-one -one fashion that you know is at least going to end up where it's supposed to. Now, deliverability and all that kind of stuff, we could dive in. That's all techie. It's not my deal. But unlike social, nobody controls whether or not someone sees it. That's right. Okay? It gets there. It gets there. It gets there. And then it's on our end user, it's on our subscriber, it's on the person we're trying to talk to who said they wanted to hear from us if what we have sent them is useful and interesting enough for them to open. It's interesting because you you know, right? I'm, I promote you, you promote me and in our workshops and stuff like that. And you you do a lot of free stuff. I do a lot of free stuff, right? And, and we have offers as well. It's funny because in my emails, I don't ever have offers. It's always content driven or a free giveaway where I think people, it's resources that would be useful for people. I have my show, which the two shows, the podcast I put in the newsletter. Um, if I'm speaking at different places, I put that. So I'm trying to put everything into one newsletter so people can mm. see what's going on versus sending five or six different emails. So I'm really mm -hmm. mindful of people's times again, because so you put everything in there. 
Um, and I don't, I personally don't sell. I use my email campaigns to nurture and build for people to get to know me, to follow me on my podcast. So they get to hear me and feel me and see me and right. You get a good vibe to build that like no trust factor. And that is, is kind of my uh, process, if you will. Everybody's got a little different objective. I get it. So mm-hmm. that was just such a great example between Amazon and the email and why we really do need to continue to email and grow. And here's a funny thing, Kim, that I get because, you know, and I use active campaign is, is the platform I happen to use. But anyway, when I send those emails, like I just did my workshop, I had a free workshop a past couple of weeks and people were like, Oh, con, I can't, I love it. Con. I can't make it. Cause you know, people call me con. I right. can't make it. it. When will you be running it again? And I giggle and I go, oh, I'm so glad that you want to come. Don't worry. Stay my email. I'll have it in my newsletter. So I keep people informed on how to find that information that you can scan and whatever. But people respond to my my email campaigns when they have a specific question. That makes me so excited when people email me directly. It makes me feel good. And it makes me feel like, okay, I am relevant. They still are opening my email. She actually read or he read the email. He just can't come this round. So that's, that's the engagement personally, me as the business owner, that's what I'm looking for. I want people who resonate with me so that I can help them. Right. Um, it's there's email campaigns are the way to do that. Absolutely. But I would say to strike a balance, right? Uh, Because email is a tool in which you are building and growing and promoting your business. So uh, I would say absolutely sell in your emails too, but have a balance between it, right? Not some people uh, sell every day. Some people uh, sell once a week. Some people sell 80%, 20%. There's all kinds of different formulas you can try that works with your audience. And it always depends. But I would say always have some sort of at least call to action. I do right? have a call to action. Right. Yeah. It sounds like you have a call to action, right? Go check out the podcast. Go go listen to this. Go check out all these free gifts. You always have something for them to do, which is fantastic. But then, you know, this is your list of people who said they're interested in what you have to say and might become your client. So uh, I view it as um, not letting them in on the opportunity if you don't tell them when you have a promotion going on. If you don't let them know, hey, um, doors are closing. I'm not offering this again for six months. If you're interested, if you want to hop on the call, just let me know. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah. I'm closing the doors like my nine week program. I'm closing the door. I should let them know. Oh, see, yeah. See filled with, I told you she's, she's brilliant. (laughs) I love her. I always learn something every time I talk to her. Um, Great, great advice. And I will, yeah, I'm going to take that under advisement and start to tweak my stuff, which you're eventually going to help me with anyway, but anyway. All right. So what makes a great email now? So that we don't delete, delete, delete. Yeah, absolutely. What makes a great email? So I kind of hinted at it in the story about how I got started. What makes a great email is it's useful, it's relevant, and it's interesting. Most of us go online with a goal, right? We're we're going online because I want, I feel bad. I want to watch some cat videos uh, because I have a question about my sink being broken um, because I'm finally tired of my running shoes feeling uh, horrible. So I want some new ones, right? We usually go to the internet with a goal in mind. With our inbox, we don't necessarily have a goal in mind. We're just like, entertain me. I need something interesting. Is this relevant to me in this very moment? So basically write emails that are interesting, relevant, and useful for your audience and let them know about why it's useful for them. And here's kind of how you do that. 
Uh, there's this idea behind copywriting that when writing a sales page or when writing anything with a headline, you should spend 80% of your time writing the headline and 20% of the time writing everything else. Now, I don't ascribe to quite that breakdown, but you should spend a lot of time on the subject line. And here's why. If the subject line isn't enough for them to say, I want to learn more, they're never going to know what was in that email. So it could be the very best, most persuasive argument you have ever given about why you should check out this nine-week course that you have. Uh, but if they don't open it, they have no idea. So you have to create content and create um, the, the, the information in the email that is relevant to your people. So oftentimes we as the owners, we as the experts, we're so involved in what we do that we uh, forget what our audience knows and where our audience is coming from. So when you write an email, the first thing you do is ask, who am I writing this to? And it is not an avatar of a woman over 50 who wants to reclaim her power. Okay, I, 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 I'm very uh, active in the coaching space and I hear that phrase a lot. That's not a person, okay? You, you've described um, a good portion of women I know over 50, right? Uh, what you need is to have a very clear idea of, who is it that I'm writing to? So break down your avatar, which is not an avatar, it's a demographic. Break that down to a more specific grouping and have that person in mind. Just knowing who you're writing to, because remember, email is a mass to one-to-one. -one. You send it to a thousand people, but each person interacts with that email one-on-one. -on -one. So who is it that you are writing to on the other end? If I am writing an email today, I'm writing to Connie because she wants to know how she can make her emails convert better. And I've got a method for her to make them convert better because basically I'm going to tell her to actually sell in her emails. So that was a question Connie had today. And that's who I'm writing to when I write and sit down and write that email. So knowing who you're writing to and just being like, all right, all right, what's going on in the What's going on in the world? Right? What do they need help with? How can I help them today? I approach marketing from a how can I help you perspective. Every single piece of marketing that gets created is how can I help my people? What do they need help with? That's what I'm going to put on. And then I'm going to give them the opportunity to make that change if they're interested. Does that help? Yes. Yeah, so here's my big, my next question, Kim. That was beautiful. <laughs> and um, so here's my question. I think, because I'm in these networking things like you, oftentimes we're together, right? Even though mm. we don't live near each other, which would be dangerous if we did. But, but <laughs> people say, oh, I'm deal I deal with women who are in overwhelm. Hello? Uh -huh. That's every woman I know, period. Right? Yes, absolutely. Are, right? <laughs> Kids in college. I have, you know, my, my son's girlfriend, she's overwhelmed at times. So what, what does it even mean, right? And then what, your solution, is it really going to work for a 20-year-old and a 60-year-old? Maybe it does. I don't know. But it's these generic blands kind of blah, right? And, and so here's my question. Do you help people who have that very broad stroke, women over 50 who are in overwhelm, right? That tells me nothing. I don't know if I fall into that because we all have overwhelm at some point. Do you help them reel in and determine truly who they are writing that one-to-one -one email, even though it's going to my you know, list of 5,000 people? Absolutely. That's part of the process I teach when I do workshops and when I do trainings um, is helping people kind of not only plot out the customer journey, right? How are people entering my world? What information do they need to move to the next step? What is the best way to connect with them? But also making sure that you use the right language and you cannot write the right language. You cannot guide someone to the right next step if you don't know where they're going and if you don't know who they are. Sure. So absolutely, it's, it's a process and it's something a lot of people I find um, 
they think they have it right. They're like, oh, well, I know who I help. I, I help uh, women over 50 who are suffering from empty nest syndrome. OK, that's a little bit more in perspective. But what do you help them do? Do you help them find their new passion? Do you help them uh, figure Purge out what to do with all the extra money that they now mm-hmm. have because they're not raising kids? Like, what do you help them do, right? Um, so you have to be able to, to articulate that and to remember that just because you know what your people need is not necessarily the question they're asking. Yes, yes. Yeah, I find that all the time in sales. People come to me, I need help with, they go, okay. And I ask questions, right? My, I always say my question, questions are a magic wand for you as well, right? For you, mm, Kim, personally, to, to help them build the right copyright. It's a magic wand. And I'll say, um, okay, I have a couple of questions. And then when I go through the questions, I point out, well, that is an issue, but think about this, this, and this. If we could correct that, that'll go away immediately. And they go, oh, that's brilliant. I never, and I'm handling these three other things and we could do it in the same time frame, right? Yep. So sometimes, but, but the expert, right? I'm an expert in sales. You're expert in the copywriting and getting the messaging down. We have to ask questions to get there to figure Absolutely. out exactly because everybody doesn't know what they need. I know I don't know what I need half the time when it comes to marketing. Marketing is mm-hmm. not my zone of genius. Marketing and sales are two very different things. I feel like a broken record sometimes. <laughs> Kim has heard me say this a bazillion times because you've heard me speak a lot, right? I, I want to give Connie a hug. <laughs> oh my Lord. And when people go, well, you know, sales and marketing. And then the other day I was on a call and uh, one of the gentlemen said, well, if you get your marketing down, you don't need sales. My heart stopped. I thought, please don't repeat that. Because, <laughs> not, not because I was offended because I'm the sales expert. But marketing alone isn't going to sell. Just like you could have the best sales skills, but if you're not getting in front of the right people because your marketing's off, you're like the best hidden secret. So yes, we need that. We need that marriage. We need that balance. So yeah, I I believe in in everything you're saying. It's like oh my god, yes, yes, yes. It's hitting it's hitting home for me. Next question: <laughs> How do we stand out now that? everybody is online, right? The digital world has exploded, especially since COVID, because a lot of people spun and opened their own business, which is wonderful. Um, But now we're all vying for the same attention. How do we stand out? So number one is to know your audience, right? Know your audience. And number two is to only speak to your audience. Oftentimes what happens is we don't want to offend anybody and we're worried about turning people away So that's why people have this really wide gap of who all they can help, right? I can help anyone who needs to buy a house, right? Real estate owner, uh, real estate agents, right? Anyone who's looking to buy, uh, I can help them. Okay, that's a lot of people. Who specifically are you great at helping, right? Or anyone who's looking to sell, I can help them. Okay, do you help people who are selling um, a loved one's home? Do you help people who are looking for their starter home? Do you help people who are looking to move to their empty nest home? Like, which kind of homes are you best at finding? Usually that people end up having a specialty. And the same thing happens online. Oftentimes people fall into what I like to call mad lib marketing. They find something they like. They're like, I hear this works well. So they swipe the whole thing. They replace the words they need. And that's it. Now it does a few things. Or, you know, they take the legal route. And they buy a template, so they have the rights, and they only replace the bare minimum. Now, I don't know about you, Connie. uh, We played Mad Libs all the time in the car because we would go to my grandmother's, which was like a five-hour drive, uh, a lot when I was a kid. And that's basically you have this blank story, and you ask everyone around you, give me a shirt. 
give me a color, give me a noun, give me a verb, give me a sport activity, right? And then you fill in the blanks and then you read the story out loud and it's really ridiculous. It kind of makes sense, but not really because you had no context. And the same thing happens when you do it in marketing, right? If you just take a template or if you take what somebody else wrote and you're like, oh, I like that. I'm just going to replace my words and we'll call it a day. It does a few things. First, it breaks the no like and trust factor. Yeah. Because there's a chance they're in your world. So they're in that person's world and they've seen it before. Number two, they have this perception of what they're going to get because the only interaction they've had online is with your marketing. They haven't met you in person. Maybe they've seen a video. Maybe they've heard you on a podcast, but they haven't actually physically met you and they haven't had a one-to-one conversation with you most of the time. So the only way they know as to what it's like to work with you is to look at your marketing. And if your marketing is not a reflection of what it's like to work with you, well, suddenly they spend money on you. They, they, they're so excited to work with you because you've shown them exactly what they want. And then they get on a call with you and they're like, wait a minute, this is not the person I hired. <laughs> so honestly, it's the best piece of advice ever. And all of us should rejoice because the best way for you to stand out online is to be yourself, to be yourself. So make you laugh. My website was old. My Whitman and mm. Associates 20 years ago. That was what I named my business because that was appropriate back then. I yes. dealt with corporate clients. So I had to be a little more professional. And I, the coach I hired last year, I rebranded and to changing the sales game. So, so Whitman Associates, Whitman Associates doing business as a right. sales game. And she cracked me up because I, I was on her podcast or I, I met her through something. We get on a Zoom call. And she said, you know, I looked at your website. She said, your website's like a librarian. And then I meet you and you're like this ball of energy. She said, yes. I don't think your website's serving you. And I was like, huh? And I was like, oh, so I, I, that's after that, I started, re- I did, I rebranded to changing the sales game, which is so much more me. My, the colors are teal. It just so much more me. Right. And I'm living and breathing because my kids played hockey. I talk about hockey a lot in my stories when I teach about selling. And so all of those things, but it, she made me laugh. She goes, I thought it was a librarian or an attorney. And then I meet you and you're this ball of energy. She, I was, she's like, your website's not helping you. I just giggled. I said, she's right. It's 20 years old. Well, it's 10 years old, but you, right, Kim, it's the same thing. I wasn't who people thought I was because of this very stodgy, very professional website. I am professional, but I'm a goofball at the same time. Right. And that's what should be cut. Right. You know me well enough. That should be coming through on my marketing. I have a a story very in the similar vein, right? Um, First conference I ever went to, I had just done my training, just gotten my certification. There was a job fair, right? And so these were people actively looking to hire copywriters uh, that were freelancers. And you could communicate with them beforehand. And then you could like meet them at the actual fair and, and do pitches. So I landed my first three jobs at this job fair. It was wonderful. And one of the people there did me the best favor ever. She told me, she's like, you know, I'm so glad I met you in person. Because based off of your emails, I thought you were too stiff and unwieldy and too business focused to, uh, to mesh with our, with the way we write and the way we approach things. But after meeting you, I can see you have such great energy. You're fun to be around. And I can tell that you're going to bring some great things to our, to our company. And I said, Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause I didn't think about it because the only thing I had to go on in terms of running my own business was my high school English class, 10th grade English. We learned how to write a, write a resume and how to do a job interview and how to follow up, which was becoming obsolete as I was in the class, That's because right. every job I applied to in high school, 
You walked in the store and they're like, oh, you want to apply? Cool. Go to the kiosk over there and apply online. Yep. So while I was learning it, I was learning, you know, very formal business English. It was the only thing I had to go off of. I had no idea. So that was like, well, I got to be professional. I've got to be real, right? I, uh, you know, if, if you're just listening to this, um, it's been uh, a number of years since I graduated high school and I still get asked if I'm old enough to be in a room full of business owners. Um, <laughs> you do look young. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you know, I was trying to like make people realize that I was over the age of adulthood. Uh, so I was like, oh, I gotta be really formal. I gotta be, and it was to my detriment. People were like, yeah. that's not what it's like to work with you. So that was my, my first lesson. And that's why I really hammer it home. Look, be yourself in your emails, be yourself in your marketing. I get asked all the time. Can I curse? Can I talk about this? Can I talk about this? And I'm like, is that you? Is that something that you would find hard to hold back in a conversation with a client? And you're like, oh yeah, that'd be really hard. It's like, then absolutely do it. Absolutely. Because it needs to be a reflection of what it's like to work with you. Absolutely. So last week I wrote, um, and I'm giggling because you're, you're going <laughs> to probably crack up how, how easy, really how easy it is. So I, you know, I try to do a LinkedIn post mm-hmm. um, every week. So every Wednesday I put up a LinkedIn post. And so over the weekend, my husband, and I went to see Spider-Man. And so I talked about Marvel and how people stay through the credits and it's like a secret society. Nobody gets up wherever right. other movie you get up and you're out of there right before you're trying to rush out the door. And we all just kind of sat there drinking our water and waiting for the edits to go because you knew that Marvel, they have the little snippet for the, At the end that they yeah. work. Absolutely. So I was reflecting on that. I go, I really love that Marvel does that. And you come to expect it. So I wrote an article on LinkedIn and translated that. Well, what about business? Isn't that the same thing? We should be giving our client that little secret extra thingy that only I can do, that only Marvel can do, right? For them to expect it. But again, part of your package of who you are so that they get the vibe of you. Do you know my inbox blew up? My niece took a screenshot, shared it with her boyfriend, the boy who's in business, right? They're in their, he's, I think, close to 30. She's late twenties. And he put your aunt is the coolest, which I love to hear by the way, Kim, but then (laughs) here's the thing. He goes, Marvel and business. Who would have like, who would have thought that except your, your aunt. Right. But that's the kind of thing that I hope people expect for me, the unexpected for me to connect things and, but for them to go, Oh yeah, that's the extra secret sauce I could give my clients. What is it for me? That's the example for Marvel. So that's what we're talking about being our own, own authentic self, goofy, right? Marvel. I'm a Marvel Absolutely. fan. All of those. Yeah. But it's, it matters because if you want to work with me, that's what you're getting. And, and the other thing, thing. It's funny because I do turn business away and I know people are like, what is she independently wealthy? Oh, that would be a no. Okay. (laughs) Still have a mortgage and still paying off college debt like the rest of the world. But I only want to work with people who I know are going to do the action that I'm recommending. If you're going to hire me and not do the work, then I'm not the person for you. I want to change your world, right? That's me. That's you. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm very selective in who enters my orbit, who I work with, because I really want to make a difference for people. Otherwise, I'm not doing my job or I feel I'm not doing my job. We're out of time, but I do want to share. You have a giveaway, right? That yes. So I am going to put um, it's the audienceconverter.com slash giveaway. Is that the right link? Uh, no, it'll be a different link, but, okay. um, uh, yeah, we will, the link will be in the show notes. Um, the link will be in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's the connect and convert giveaway. And it is a ton of tools and resources all about how to connect with your people, 
talk to your people and convert your people. So uh, very, very relevant for the email. And uh, one of the gifts I'll be giving is how to write the perfect welcome series, which is how I help people get those really high open rates because it's creating an engaged reader from email number one, getting more clips, more opens and more sales. I love it. So I will share that in the notes because here's the thing. Um, the people that Kim is pu- pulling together, um, it's it's relevant information that really can help you move the needle in whatever your life, you know, whatever is going on uh, in your life to try to helpfully, hopefully add business. If you have questions specifically for uh, Kim, her email is contact at theaudienceconverter.com. Go to her website too, which is theaudienceconverter.com. Right, Kim, you haven't changed yes. that. Yeah, that is correct. Um, yes. Ton of stuff, information there as well. Get a vibe of who she is. But if you have a question specifically, just email her contact at the audience. Send me an email. I love my inbox. I answer my emails. <laughs> me too. I love it. I love when I get an email. Also the giveaway, I will be helping Kim promote. So it'll be in my emails uh, too. If you are like, wait, where's Kim? I can't find the episode. Um, don't worry about it. I will have that because I am promoting her stuff because her stuff is good. And the people who, and it's free, right? It's a free giveaway for everybody. Free giveaway. Yep. Grab your free so goodies. Grab the free goodies, man, because they really do help you. You never know what you'll learn. Um, Kim, thank you. That was um you know what, you guys, I don't care if you learned anything today, because I learned a lot of stuff. (laughs) This is when this is for me, um, why I love podcasting, because I get an opportunity, right, to talk to great people like you, Kim, where I learn, but I know if I'm learning, the people in my audience, right, that that you are learning as well. And that to me is super important. And that's why I love guests like him. So Kim, thank you again uh, for being on and just sharing so much great, great content, great tips. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be listening to the episode a couple of times so they can go out and say, oh, let me try that tactic. Oh, let me try that tactic because you gave a lot of uh, very good tips. So thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. Honey, thank you so much for having me. As always, it is fun to talk to you. I enjoy talking business with you and 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 life and Marvel. Awesome, fantastic. I love sci-fi and travel. All of my emails are travel stories and people are like, thanks so much. That was awesome, right? Like you get email replies that are just like, thank you love for sending it. that email. That was awesome. I liked that. I enjoyed I, it. Right? I know. I love it. And when, so and when, my, when my niece texted me the picture of the screenshot and the boyfriend's response, I just giggled out loud. I told my kids at night, they go, oh, yeah, the cool aunt. You know, they mocked me, of course. And my kids read it and they go, yeah, we read them all. It was a good post. So that is, you know, major kudos for the mom here, but we have to, we have to stay relevant. And, and my guests, I really hope do that for you in your life. Um, And I hope you will join me and join us weekly as we question, build and discover together, no matter where you are in business, career, professionally, personally, I hope between my guests and I, that we really do help you move the needle on whatever it is you're looking to achieve in your life. And I hope that my guess that it's a diverse group enough um, just to help you in business. So again, Kim, thanks for, for um, being here and thank you for tuning in and um, to changing the sales game podcast on webtalkradio.net with me, your host, uh, Connie Whitman. Hey, everybody, I really wish you an inspired week. I'm honored that you're on this journey with me. And I really hope that you took some of the tips that Kim gave, start to apply them in your business, or if you're in a marketing position at a company, maybe start to look at what you're, what you're writing, what you're creating, and see if you could put a little spin and a little tweak to it and get those conversions and those open rates up a little bit. So again, thank you for joining me. Please have an inspired week. 
do something that was recommended today in the tips, apply it in your life and report back. Let me know the magic that starts happening. Thanks for joining us, everybody. See you next week. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow. Oh, 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 oh,